Ah, uh, you never know, man. Look at Chris. Crystal has a full head of hair. Well, yeah, that's because he fucking grew it out. and It's probably all comb-overs at this point. It's like some sort of big dig thing where it's like <laughs> he's completely fucking bald under that. But it's, like, <laughs> it's like the hair is combed over in such a way that it's like highway flyovers and shit. Good, I finally got something for the intro. From Television City in Hollywood. From Television City in Hollywood. The following rustic exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of GFA Live. I'm your host, Peter Winston. I have no idea why I just clapped my hands into the microphone. <laughs> but today, we're going to be taking a look at WWF Superstars from June 15th, 1991. A wonderful edition of that show, as GFA Live has rapidly turned into a 1991-only wrestling podcast. And there's no person that I would rather have join me for this than my best friend in the whole wide world a man who i could not think of a <laughs> funny intro for this week mr keithy langston how are you i'm doing great pete <laughs> you're very got- you're very excited for this tugboat thing aren't you we have tropical storm fred is bearing down on the uh on the- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that holy shit that is Wow, this is a timely episode then. It sure is. Thank you for connecting those dots for me because, uh, I don't know, some people think I've been having issues connecting dots of late, but that, well, that's I, one. Yeah. I have to give a shout out to one of our followers on Twitter, Mike Willette, I believe is how you pronounce his yes. last name. Yeah. And he brought up he brought up the fact that it's Hurricane Fred. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to call it Typhoon Fred from now on. It, it, and I was it, like, yes. It's it's beautiful because it's 1989 all over again. The tropical storm Fred is going to wreak havoc on the Florida territory. <laughs> <laughs> PWF 89. Of course, he was called the big steel man. Uh, back then. But it's so funny. He just he kept pointing out. He go, as he said, he goes, and I went, how come no one has put together yet that it's Typhoon Fred? And, he's, <laughs> and then he. He went into this thing where he's like, well, typhoons are what they call them in the Pacific Sea. (laughs) I was like, I know that part. I know they're called hurricanes over in the Atlantic, but it's still great to think of that a tropical storm Fred is going to wreak havoc. Yes, I love it. Wow. The the, the fact you really caught me by surprise on that one. And those are my favorite moments on this program (laughs) is when you totally catch me by surprise and you get that laughter from me. Where yes. I, I literally, literally cannot control myself. That's, well, my, that's <laughs> my favorite thing. Being able to pop you is my favorite. <laughs> I mean, th- this is much better than the 20-minute conversation that we had before I started uh, rolling for the show. I mean, well, you know, I want to pull back. I don't want to pull back the curtain too much, but no, you, know. you got you, you to save the gold for the actual show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, especially since this one is. I I don't want to say it's the greatest superstars of all time, but it is the greatest superstars of all time. June 15th, 1991. 
20 years to the day before the Boston Bruins defeated the Vancouver Canucks for the Stanley Cup. But this was taped in Tucson, Arizona, May 28th, 91. And we get we get all your old favorites in addition to Hurricane Fred. Mm. <laughs> Brett and Ted and the mm. Mountie and uh-huh. Duggan. Oh. And, Colonel, and you know where Duggan is. Colonel Mustafa isn't far behind. This is true. <laughs> Would have been funny if coming back from North Carolina, you got pulled over on the Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> I think I would immediately have just been like, please don't look for my cocaine right. <laughs> or my well, marijuana. Like, why is your why, why are you here with your ex-wife? Or should you be maintaining kayfabe? <laughs> anyway. what, I, what I should have done is I should have put I should have brought my Hasbro Hacksaw Jim Duggan action figure <laughs> and then painted one of my Owen Hart or Greg no one of my Greg Valentines to look like Cheeky Baby and then I could have had the two of them in the car with me and it would have just been hilarious. I wonder around what stop on the Jersey Turnpike that they got pulled over. Oh I'm sure that that information is readily available like where <laughs> where they got pulled over. There should be a historical marker <laughs> as, as a matter of fact they renamed all those rest areas after Jersey residents I, I say they should have reserved one and just called it like the, the Duggan chic rest yes. area like I wonder if yeah I wonder if it was near the Clara Barton service area or uh, you know where exactly on the Jersey Turnpike did they get pulled over I think I, inquiring minds need to know I, li- I like the Duggan chic rest area because it sounds like a song from like the mid to late 90s I am barely breathing <laughs> I was going to say Duggan chic sounds like something that sounds like a song that Springsteen would write oh down on the Duggan chic rest <laughs> of I saw an old man <laughs> you know things like that uh so all right so this this video is on youtube yes the, uh september june 15th 91 superstars however mm. i have found a version with commercials oh from, good from from 1991 so we're gonna be watching that one but obviously with the episode on youtube i i suggest that you watch it other than I don't know if that one has the event center promos that, you know, are promoting a certain show. I mean, on honestly, we should just watch a superstars or challenge where they are promoting that Nassau Coliseum <laughs> show with Hogan versus Warlord Ding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Does this have it? <laughs> no, it, no, it doesn't. Cause I oh, think it's okay. a little, I think it's a little too early. Mm-hmm. For that, but one thing I can tell you is June fifteenth, ninety one, is a very important day in World Wrestling Federation history. Okay. Not not for not for Hurricane Fred. Oh, but this was the day of the WBF Championship. Oh, well, that's so this, something. That's something we need to talk about. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we we get like interviews with dudes who are promoting the upcoming oh, uh oh, really warrior and uh oh, well, warriors talking well you know what that means yeah now you could you could hear it fine right absolutely our, i love this opening it is a good opening and like i like i say i always am watching to see who is featured in these 
But more importantly, the who is not featured. There, there's Tugboat. <laughs> They're going to have to remove him and uh, put him in his new outfit. I, I just saw the Warlord. <laughs> I think we may have already done this, where I said, who's the most consequential guy not in the Superstars opening? And my answer was Colonel Mustafa. Yes. So, oh. So it's it, this is the weekend of Father's Day, and it's Vince and Savage. But... Piper, Piper's probably going to come running in because he's he's snorting one last line just off camera. Oh, there he is! Roddy Piper. From one of my Jamaican children. Oh, Ty, I love Ty. Oh, I reached the nut. I just love. Thank you so much. I just love Ty. You know, Vince McMahon, I think it's about time that the Macho Man gave Roddy Piper a Father's Day present. You know what I mean? Since obviously he doesn't wear the pants in the family, something nice to wear around his neck. Ah, oh, that's real sweet of you, buddy. But all he got me a tie. What more could a dad want? I'm not talking about a necktie. I'm talking about grabbing you in a headlock. <laughs> Did you, the, the maniacal look on Vince's face during yeah. all of this, where he thinks this is the funniest shit of all time? <laughs> that's good shit, pal. I, I mean, um, Pipe Piper, uh, I'm going to say that Piper, it's actually a Columbia necktie. That, that oh. he's got on. I mean, oh. concerned of what he was probably doing. It's a lot, <laughs> lot better than a Cincinnati bow tie. That's a. <laughs> What's but, a Cincinnati bow tie, uh, uh, Lord? Well, I guess I'd have to tell you, but um, I have to look it up first. Uh, <laughs> I just know that a Cincinnati bow tie is uh, well. That's a very. It's basically the act of having sexual intercourse with a person's tracheotomy. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so just really intense oral sex. Yeah. yeah. Um, WKRP in Cincinnati necktie, yes. It's also known as a sex act wherein a male sits upon a woman's face so that his asshole is planted on her nose and her testicles rest firmly on her chin. Hmm. Hmm. You didn't really want to picture that, your lordship. uh... (laughs) So this is actually... uh... Oh, there he is. Tugboat in the... I just remember the randomness of this at the time. Like what a six man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got a Sin Justice vignette. I forgot to mention that. Oh. And it's one of those ones where it just shows Sid smiling and then they have like a couple of wrestlers say, Boy, when Sid Justice shows up, he's really gonna be something. Yeah. And Mr. Perfect in the funeral parlor made some news too, because this is where he transitions to coach. There's a lot going on here. We got the hitman. Yeah, Bret Hart is going to lead off. Oh, and his band jacket, right? Isn't that what you call his band jacket? Yeah, it's uh, when everybody was calling him Bret Trumpet. uh, (laughs) Bret Trumpet. (laughs) Well, the hitman was known to blow a horn here and then. Hmm. Oh, it's Louis Ciccoli! Yeah. Wow, this is a jam-packed episode. So the superstars. Yeah, Louis. I was thinking about Fast Times at Ridgemont High this morning, as a matter of fact. I never really got into that. Like, of all, like, the quote-unquote teen movies of the 80s, I I never really cared much for that one. Mm, Neither did I. The only scene that obviously anybody cared about was seeing Phoebe Cates get out of the pool. But the whole uh, Sean Penn... uh, Eh, him and Mr. Hand. I mean, it was like, eh. 
Like he orders you, pizza to the classroom. Eh. You're really more of a Jay Reinhold guy. <laughs> How can you not be? Is Mock anybody trial. not a fan? Is anybody not a fan of Judge Reinhold? I'm sorry, but if you're not if you're not if you're not a fan of the cinematic masterpiece, vice versa, that you could just go to hell. Oh, and maybe you would have. Okay. <laughs> Very stern words. Interesting comments, nonetheless. Back to live action. Have you never seen the cinema, the 1988 cinematic masterpiece, vice versa, starring Judge I, Reinhold and uh, Fred Savage? I have. I have never seen. Uh, Savage's work during that period, and, and 88 was a big year for people named Savage. I mean, yes. not Ben Savage, but but Fred. You know, yeah, the, the yeah. wonder years it started. Fred, his uncle Randy, you know. <laughs> the the wizard. Do you remember the wizard? Yes, the yeah. wizard's fantastic. All right. Maybe maybe I, we should watch. I would say maybe we should watch that movie for the podcast. But then I remembered, oh, yeah, I've promised about uh, 80 different movies that we would do. Like uh, the casino one we were supposed to have done by now, but it has not happened yet. All I want to say is this to to close the book on uh, vice versa. Yeah. It also co-stars Swoozy Kurtz and David Provo. I mean, this is just Jane Kaczmarek. I mean, this movie is just loaded from top to bottom. You know, Jane Lynch makes a cameo appearance. Richard Kind. I mean, you need to see this movie. It is so good. Uh, I I enjoy Dick Kind in his, his work. Hey, everybody, this is Richard Kind. Dick Kind from um, Spin City. The great Dick Kind, yeah. And he was also in one of those Sharknado movies, which <laughs> uh, America needs another Sharknado movie. And the fact that we didn't get one this year, I mean, you know, just just speaks volumes. Goddamn Greek tragedy is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to crank Any, it here because Brett has an inset promo, and I'm sure he's moving on. He, he he's got his sights set on the continental title. Mm. <laughs> and it's time to get into the shade of pink, Hitman style. Oh, yeah, well, that's a pink. Well, apparently Brett was feeling very attractive, but he had, his his tights appear to be new. Like he had updated it in time for this singles push, which I think helped. Yes. Well, he's got that awesome skull, wing skull logo thing on the back. Yeah, and I mean, I, you didn't really see that uh, much. Like, he wasn't wearing it at WrestleMania 7. As I no, no, I think that's that was that was an update to his singles gear. Yeah. But and I'm it, I'm a little disappointed we didn't get him we didn't get to hear him say the SummerSlam. It's still a little early. I mean, it's only June June fifteenth that this airs, and SummerSlam was what August twenty sixth. Oh, still available at the Taj Mahal box office. Be a part of history. Howard Finkel shilling WBF tickets for that night. Still plenty of good seats available. Now he wrestled the hitman. Do you think there was a? Do you think? What do you think there was more of? More crossover fans from WWF who were like, "I'm a WWF guy. I'm going to support WBF, and I'm going to go watch." Or pure bodybuilding fans. Pure bodybuilding fans. I mean, is yes. that a thing that exists? I mean. That's what I'm saying. Do you think there were more bodybuilding, just pure bodybuilding fans, or crossover? I think there were more pure bodybuilding fans because I think that there's a uh, difference. Yes. 
Oh, look at that sharpshooter. That's oh, and look at that. Earl Hebner calls for the bell right away with the sharpshooter blocked in. <laughs> well, we, luckily, we would never see that again. Mm. <laughs> listen, listen to Piper uh, ogling people in the crowd. There was a girl there who was dancing for Brett. You know, he banged her later on that night. <laughs> with with te- with tears in her eyes, she uh, she was penetrated by the hitman. Oh my goodness! What? Penetrated. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, there's a Jake the Snake on the uh, update. Hey, oh. Battle of the Superstars! WWF Superstars. We, 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 co- that. we covered that one. We sure did. Yeah. Including. Available June 27th. LOD and the British Bulldog against Power and Glory and the Warlord. <laughs> we saw that match. One of the greatest matches of all time. <laughs> much much better than Kenny Omega versus Christian. Yeah. Gene was just holding up a room key, letting everybody, letting all Japan know. <laughs> He's no, ready letting, letting all the Taj Mahal floozies oh. that he was going to be in room 618. He was letting, He was getting ready to return some favors. Yeah. Don't you ever call me a lie, okay? Now, the way Andre clipped Earthquake to set up this injury angle, I always thought was kind of awkward looking because he, like, hit him with the megaphone and, like, paused. Like, all right, we got to get the still here so that everybody gets their photo. And he can't even really move Andre. I can't really move. I have to get down low. I have have knee surgery. (laughs) The Andre is wearing loafers as well. <laughs> Upon further inspection, these are loafers. As a result of Earthquake's actions against Andre the Giant, he was reduced to crawling on his hands and knees back to the locker room area, refusing. Well, that's that's because Vince got rid of all the doctors, so they couldn't haul <laughs> him out of there. Listen, I saw that, and Andre walked. He got under his own power and walked back painfully. Hanging onto the guardrail. There he is! Yeah. I guess this must be from Challenge, because we just heard Gorilla's voice. Oh. Jimmy, I told you once, was no, I don't want to be on your team. I want to tell you again in front of everybody. But you got that big, damn earthquake. You think you're going to come in my, on my back all the time and sneak attack like that? Wait a minute. Wait a what? minute. Did he just say you think you're going to come on my back all the time? <laughs> wait a minute. I can't say big cock, but you could say big cock coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, just... this is the most sexualized Andre segment since he spanked Sherry in that bar six Jeez. weeks before this. I mean, no joke. He literally said, you think you can come on my back? I mean, is <laughs> I didn't know this about Jimmy Hart. It's nice to see that Jimmy Hart and Andre had a very personal relationship. I was not expecting Jimmy Hart to be the top in that relationship. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, sorry Jimmy. Jimmy. I just wasn't. I just wasn't seeing that. Jimmy. Yeah, man. Although, oh God, I don't want to think about the other. <laughs> the yeah, other I, way. I, I'm. I'm now a little scarred. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell which one was you and which one was Andre when I hit play there. <laughs> it's it's so sad. Andre has like those puffy sideburns oh, that he really yeah. should have just shaved, but yeah. just didn't. This is like this is how long before his match in, in Japan <laughs> with with Baba <laughs> or, or in shitting on Bad News Brown. Yes, <laughs> Bad News Brown. Literally, it was literally Bad News Brown. 
Believe me, you never had the chance to do it again. It's eminent. Andre the Giant now facing major knee surgery. As a matter of fact, so they're buying him time for a comeback that wasn't going to happen, at yeah, least in the WWF ring. And the end of his career is just so sad. It's so sad to watch, but yet I can't look away. Yeah, like, he, honestly, like, his WrestleMania 6 exit. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was as close to perfect. It was, we got a Fritos yeah. ad here. Yeah. With, uh, everybody Austin here has TV. everybody here has like a classic 1991 haircut. Oh yeah. A big congress, bunch of bunch of Fritos, Fritos, for a big nacho crunch, bunch of bunch of new nonstop nacho flavor Fritos brand corn chips, right now. I don't care for Fritos. Oh, Stridex. What you mean? Anti-zit medication on a wrestling program? It wouldn't be a wrestling program if we didn't have some kind of anti-zit information. Yeah. Like, the worst thing that ever happened to wrestling was, uh, what's the name of that medication now that kind of put all this stuff out of business? Pro, pro, proactive? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't see Stridex presents uh, WWF Breakdown or whatever. No, you don't see it. No. Ooh. Is that Billy D. Williams? That is not Billy D. Williams. That's Billy Yeah. Hey, you sold out your friends at Cloud City. Never forget. If he doesn't <laughs> see you later, bye. See you later, bye. If he doesn't see you later, bye. If he doesn't start drinking a freaking Colt forty-five, I, I don't know what to think. All right. Well, let's let's let it play out. Is it a Colt forty-five? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nothing like a smooth ice cold cold forty five. Matter of fact, I have some friends waiting for me at home right now. Billy, you sure you don't need me to come with you? I thought that I was born. <laughs> um, you know, I had it out for Calrissian for selling out his friends at Cloud City, and I think it took until like episode nine for me to forgive him. Well, he helped rescue. He helped rescue uh, Han in Empire uh, Return of the Jedi. I, I I know that, but for some reason, him selling out his friends overrides that. It took it took until episode nine where I thought he was was a big help. Well, then that I guess that's that's understandable. Oh, a Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero commercial. Yeah, that's with the Central nineties television show. July eleventh. All new July eleventh. <gasps> oh. It, big smile. It looked like he was taking a dump. <laughs> here's sit. Here's sit justice on the toilet. He's he's grunting out a growler right there. He's like. Arr, arr. I can't get the troublemaker out. <laughs> One of the things he was known for was his solid stools. Well, I think there's no question this and coming up now, we got your cousin, Larry Ludden, taking on Ted DiBiase. Oh, Larry Ludden. Excuse me. Larry Ludden. Oh, it's DiBiase. is DiBiase. No, I, I have to rewind here for a second. I remember three, four or five years ago, you claiming that Larry Ludden was your cousin to fuck with me. <laughs> That's not, did you believe me? Well, it, it was probably an offhand thing, but it was something that has stayed with me all this time. Oh. There she is, folks. 
His, his sensational Sherry walking with somebody. Walking with a tax cheat. <laughs> yeah, the, the in the black and gold getup, which is uh, one of my favorite DiBiase looks. Oh, yeah. That 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 woman wearing a fluorescent green WWF shirt that is probably worth millions. Ted DiBiase, whose ring gear was very much in the realm of Chippendales. Like if you think about this, he had he had more of a Chippendale styled outfit than Shawn Michaels did. And Shawn yeah. Michaels was supposed to be a stripper. How are you and Elizabeth getting along these days? Oh, now, now that now I'm talking about Savage and Elizabeth, but I don't know if you heard before that Vince was kind of raising the point of like, hey, what's going on between DiBiase and Sherry? Are they fucking? <laughs> like on, on his way to the back, Vince called over Ted and said, let me spell your fingers. I, I again, and I'm going to, I'm going to defend this to the death. I don't think Sensational Sherry was fucking anybody. Hmm. She's not... She wasn't Sunny or Sable. I don't think she was fucking anybody. I, I, I bet she probably did, but I think people have so much respect for her that they don't tell tales out of school quite as much. What if you found out that Sherry was actually pegging a lot of the guys? Like, she was strapping on and fucking... That would actually guys. make me respect her a lot, even more. <laughs> like, uh, she was pegging Andre the Giant, but she was getting boned by Jimmy Hart. How, how did that happen? <laughs> Well, actually, actually, I don't know if you know this, but, <laughs> but only do anal with people oh. because she said that her vagina was to be saved for her husband. Ah. You're the only wrestler that knows that. I'm the only wrestler who's going to tell that tale out of school <laughs> because I'm Jesse, the body and I was governor of Minnesota. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesse. Well, I'm glad that you're telling that stuff instead of your 9-11 conspiracy theories and that, all, that, all that business. You know, Vince McMahon should be thankful that I never ran for Senate because if I ran for Senate, he would have a lot of problems. You probably would have done a job to Al Franken, Jesse, I think. <laughs> I bet you didn't know that. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, the million dollar dream. Larry Ludden, my cousin. Just uh, my cousin, Larry Ludden. Why did you claim that Larry Ludden was your cousin? I don't know. You, <laughs> you would think I would have picked a better jobber, right? <laughs> you, you picked a regional Southwest jobber who was only used on, like, when WWF would tape in the West Coast of the United States. Yeah, like, you would think I would have said, like, Iron Mike Sharp, or, Christ, Pete Doherty? I would have said that Pete Doherty was my cousin. Yeah, that that would have made sense, although although I know you don't have any relatives in Dorchester. No, I don't have any, Rod, no. I'm not related to Kevin Sullivan at, oh, there's, there's a hot rod. Thursday, everything you want to know about Rowdy, Roddy Piper, but we're afraid to ask. Oh, I'm going to buy one immediately, yeah! Wrestling Spotlight. Oh, we got Sean Mooney here in the event center. And you can show him just how much you really care. Get him tickets to catch all the action live two weeks from this Monday night, July 1st, when the WWF returns to Madison Square Garden. Oh, Madison Square Garden, okay. So, 
would your dad had a pre would your dad have appreciated you getting him tickets for live action for Father's Day? Like if no. you gave his dad a Father's Day card and he opened it up and there was like two tickets to like the garden for like shows, would he be like, eh? <laughs> uh, I I think I think he would have been like, eh, could somebody tape Jeopardy? I mean, you know, the, that that sort of thing. But dad, it's Saturday. Uh, I I still like the Saturday Jeopardies. I mean, well, you know. um, what do you think was what was like your go to gift to get your dad for birthdays, holidays, etc.? Probably like a sports book. Yeah. Uh, usually to do with golf. Ah. That that sort of stuff. Like that. Like, that a, great... like an like an actual book or a sports book, meaning like you'd get them like tickets to go see the, uh, <laughs> like tickets to, to gamble. No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like an actual slips. book. Uh, like my my dad in like the last two or three years of his life, he loved that movie, The Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> Which I, I've yet to see that movie, but like, yes, it's uh, Will Smith as a magical caddy. Like, I don't understand. The legend of Bagger Vance. All right. So this, uh, so this MSG show. Yeah. Uh, this, as I recall, has some interesting things that are on it, but I don't, I don't even know if they're going to necessarily promote it. Okay. In, in any way, because I think it builds in to the um, to the uh, Nassau Coliseum show that we love so much oh. that the Bobby Heenan Mr. Fuji match that oh. I think I think the Holy Grail because Haku and the Barbarian defeated Mr. Fuji and Kato mm-hmm. on on the show because Pat Tanaka's father had died and he couldn't make the show. Oh. And and Heenan interfered on behalf of Haku and Barbarian. Why was the Orient Express fighting Haku and the Barbarian though? It's to set up that Fuji Heenan thing. There, there was a there was an incident in MSG where Fuji threw salt in Heenan's eyes just to be a dick. <laughs> like Heenan was minding his business at ringside, and Fuji was doing the pre-match. That it might have been that match, and oh yeah, he, he just throws salt at Heenan just to be a dick. That's funny. But, but so yeah, really like the only babyface Heenan moment in that original nine-year run that he had. <laughs> In a fantastic tag team matchup, Mr. Fuji will go head-to-head with Bobby the Brain Heenan. And the Barbarian and Haku collide with the Orient Express. There it is. And Tanaka. Brutus the Barber Beefcake will host a live barber shop. His special guest, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. That'll get people into the building. <laughs> former, uh, former enemies becoming friends right here. Yeah, I don't know why Beefcake would have Savage in the barber shop after Savage cut his hair in 89. You think, think be, a, you think there would be trust issues, but then again, five years from now, they're going to be on the same side in a three-on-eight match exactly. <laughs> at Uncensored. Exactly. Do you think that Savage, do you think at a live barbershop, was it, so it was probably in the ring, do you think Savage sat in the barber chair and like Brutus, while he interviewed him, pretended to cut his hair? Kind of like how... Uh, uh, in coming to America, when Cuba Gooding Jr., a young Cuba Gooding Jr., sitting in the chair, you see Eddie Murphy barely cutting his hair, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, that'd be eight dollars." Like, do you think that that's what Brutus did? 
Um, no, because I don't. He he fails to be that entertaining on a regular basis. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, look, if, if they like you mentioned coming to America, if there was an African American wrestler who could do like a barbershop gimmick like that, yeah. that would actually be entertaining because like the 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 barbershop is sort of a scene. I mean, we we yeah. know this from coming to America. We know yes. that from what what Friday. Yes. All, all, all that sort of stuff. So. Yes. The Hart Foundation, Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart will team up again, and they will challenge the Nasty Boys for the Tag Team Championship. Well, that's interesting oh. that Brett makes a one-time return to tag team wrestling. Yeah, and Anvil wasn't, he wasn't back yet with the new foundation, so this is him, this, yeah. this, is, this is a big to-do. Yeah, and he was just an announcer with uh, with Heenan and Gorilla. Yeah. Andre the Giant will accompany Jake the Snake Robert for his return encounter with the Earthquake. This is a bizarro card because you get Andre hanging out with Jake. He's got no phobia with snakes. <laughs> no, not anymore. I mean, we got Heenan and Fuji on opposite sides. I know, this is an odd show. Yeah. Of course, it's not on the old school part of the network. I don't think this July. And in show. the main event, the ultimate warrior faces the Undertaker in a return bout. This time, it's a body bag match. Yeah, get him a body bag. Yeah. Ultimate warrior. Think back to the last meeting you had with the Undertaker. The feeling when he picked you up and put you down. Yes, down in the tombstone. And what happened later? You were put inside the body bag. It was almost sealed completely. But no, no. You reached for your power. You reached for the strength from your little warriors. This time, that won't happen. This time, the body bag will be zipped completely. Yes. Mm. Yes. Right in Madison mm. Square Garden. <laughs> Say goodbye to the little warriors. <laughs> Boy, they leaned heavily on Paul Bearer for those promos early on. He will welcome the Macho Man Randy Savage Ugh. to the barbershop. Oh, no. Um, I want to take a second to thank everybody. Oh, no. Seriously, look at how fucking juiced Brutus is right here. Oh, my God. He is as puffy as Hercules. What do you have a do you do you have a problem with uh, Burtis's outfit where <laughs> no. it's like a bunch of tassels and, and... Uh, good old Burtis. Yeah. He looks like he's he's shopping at the same place that the warrior in the tornado shopped for their yeah. tassels. Yeah, I can't have that. <laughs> can't have it. He should have said that more because everybody was just out to vandalize the barber shop. Can't have it in this drink. <laughs> I mean, lock the door. Lock the door. Yeah. Well, how many? How? <laughs> now I was gonna was say that? how many? How many times can we count that the barber shop got vandalized? <laughs> It was not in a good neighborhood. No, it wasn't. <laughs> he, he couldn't get insurance anymore. That's why no. he had to close up shop. Yeah. All the cards and letters that helped get Brutus the Barber back on track in the WWF. And you know something? I'm real excited to bring a live barbershop. That's right, right, the Madison Square Gardens. And my first guest is none other than, ooh, yeah, the Macho Man. We're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. We're going to find out just what makes the Macho Man tick. Join us. 
Don't miss the Macho Man. They drew 8,800. <laughs> it's MSG. Probably because people were people were confused by some of the matches on this show. I mean, didn't we already find out what ha- what made the Macho Man tick back in like 1986? I guess. When he did that, remember when he did that therapy session on t- on TNT? Hmm. Did the TNTs are that? Yeah, they're on. They're on Peacock, aren't they? I think they're on Peacock now. Yeah. yeah. I, I miss watching like a random eighty-five or eighty-six. I, I did finally make it so that I can access Peacock from my computer. So so that stuff is now in play. Where if I can actually do a share screen with you, we could watch something direct from the network. There's an M&M's commercial. What the fuck is this? Yeah, what? Why a bunch of cowboys, a bunch of children playing jump rope by a fire hydrant? What are your thoughts on peanut M and M's? They're all right, but I mean, you could. There's a lot better candy out there. If frankly. I'm gonna go with an M and M, I'm gonna go with the peanut butter M and M's. Hmm. I, I I prefer the plain ones. Hmm. Problem is, it gets gets all in your hands and stuff. I'm, I'm not. It's you know. the candy that melts in your mouth, not in your hands. What are you doing? <laughs> That's because you're just so hot. Am, am I holding on to it too long? I, can't, I, can't I, I mean, I, if, especially if I don't have a wet nap or anything. <laughs> a wet nap? What is this gaming gaming system? This isn't a Game Boy. Game Gear. Game not Gear Sega. from Sega. I don't know anybody who had a Game Gear. Neither do I. Yeah. Oh, got some sort of exercise thing. Oh, an advertisement on a 1991 WWF show saying, get on the juice. They should have just added that with brother. <laughs> Get on the juice, brother. Uh, it's like do- the Dr. Zahorian trial is going on, and this this ad, I mean, oh my God. You know me, I would like to help I mean, that's basically what Zahorian would say to the guys. <laughs> he was a urologist, for God's sakes. I mean... <laughs> Brother, I need, brother. I know you're a urologist, but I need my juice, brother. <laughs> oh, here we go. Bodybuilding. World Bodybuilding Federation flexes its muscles. <laughs> championship live June 15 at the Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. Watch history in the making. It's the most massive, the most awesome freakazoid on the planet. Bottle it out in the first ever WBF championship. You be the judge when these ripped and Venus WBF superstars compete for the championship. See the fucking Dutchman buried to me. The Iron Warrior, Mike Christian, Jerry Stridham, the Mighty Mike Quinn, and all the WBF bad boys. Taj Mahal will explode on June 15 at 8 p.m. when the World Bodybuilding Federation redefines bodybuilding in the first ever WBF championship. Looks like Vince is going to explode. Trump Taj Mahal, uh, soon to be... Soon to be closing due to bankruptcy. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> this this was a thing that occurred, and I must say that 234 Americans awarded on pay per view can't be wrong. 
Actually, you know, I don't. I don't know what the buy rate was on that, but on the WBF championship, let's see if I can find yeah. this out. Um, <laughs> you can't. You can't look it up. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay, the 1992 WBF got three thousand pay-per-view buys. Oh my god! Yes. That's fucking oh, so awful. The the <sighs> first the first one I, I I don't know how many buys that there were. However, the reason why I can't find that information is as we learned later on from Mister Lex Luger, mm-hmm. the World Bodybuilding Champion Federation Championship was a closed party, <laughs> and that's why we don't have the data. Gary Stridham won the championship, though. Yes, yeah, he was the back-to-back champion. Yeah. It was co-hosted by Regis Philbin. Ah, oh, sing your song. Boonty. Well, I don't remember the words. <laughs> what about telling Gorilla to suck his balls? Yeah. Joining the ultimate warrior, sharing his spotlight with the Warriors. Well, answering questions. Spotlight goes on the Yes, yes, yes. yes. Macho Man and the First Lady going to be there together? <laughs> oh, look at Stefan DeLeon doing the point to the camera thing. Yeah. By the way, he's no relation to former Pittsburgh Pirates great Jose DeLeon. Oh, who lost not? 19 games in 1985. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> the Mountie had something notable happen to him on this taping. And I know you would like to know what that is. I do. It is, it is a great, great import. On that, this taping? On, on this taping, he came out. This is this is May 27th. He came out and challenged anybody in the uh, arena to come out and face him. Yeah. And Sid Justice answered the challenge and cleared oh. him from the ring. Really? And this was Sid's first WWF appearance, and it was only about nine days after his last WCW match at Super Brawl. And who did he fight at Super Brawl? It was that Eligante stretcher match, and the guy who got taken out on a stretcher was the one-man gang. (laughs) That's how cooperative Sid was. Canadian Mountie, you made it to the top of the Big Boss Man's most wanted list. I'm issuing an all-boys fortune, launching a nationwide manhunt. I'm going to hunt you down, punk, like a piece of trash you are. Why does he need an all-points bulletin? I mean, he works in the same company as him. He should be fairly easy to track down. Again, I want to reiterate the fact that the Big Boss Man is not a law enforcement officer. He's just a prison guard. The Mountie is the only law, actual true law enforcement officer in the WWF. Are we sure about that, though? Yes. Are we, are we sure is... that the boss man didn't have some sort of license? I, I don't know. I don't think he did. <laughs> how, how do we know, like, how do we know that, like, Coco Beware wasn't, like, a cop on the side? Well, are you suggesting that that Ray Trailer, the big lost man, was in actuality a licensed? I mean, what if he was just a PI? Would that count? You know, I don't think that's a law enforcement officer, and it's yeah. the passive, the passive aggressive technique that <laughs> finishes this one for the multi. What do they call this? The passive control, whatever. Yes. All right. So yeah. he. All right. He was an actual corrections officer, okay? Yes. Yeah. 
That is a uniformed official responsible for custody, supervision, safety, and regulation of prisoners. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's still uh, an officer of the law because, right. yeah. All right. So I guess. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him this, and I'm gonna say that he was a law enforcement officer. I think it was Fording of the Mountie, despite being Canadian, to still read the guy Miranda rights. Right? Do they have Miranda rights in Canada? Uh, not not as such. No. Chair is something to really contend with. Portable electric chair. Is that what he calls the cattle prod? Portable electric chair? Yeah. Okay. The superstars of the World Bodybuilding Federation are now ready to take the stage at the Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City to prove they have what it takes to be champion of the WBF. It all happens tonight. Are we getting event center promos from Gary Stridham? Because I am here for this. Oh, God. This is awful. These poor people. Oh, no. No. We actually get a promo from one of the wrestlers. And by the way, the wrestlers hated this because they knew it was just diverting money from, that they could have been paid to these bodybuilders. Oh, so let's get the. So when you think of wrestlers you can have to talk about an event that's diverting funds away from their their purse, hmm, who's the first person that comes to mind? Oh, yeah, the Ultimate Warrior. Let's have him talk. I think you're going to enjoy this promo. <laughs> oh, well, will we start with okay. Randy Savage, who's, who's with a, Randy he's, a team, Savage. he's a team player, and he'll probably put it over, you know, as best he can. <laughs> Hour. Turn the beer down. Tonight's the night. Personal Fitness Expo all day. Yeah, the macho man and Miss Elizabeth by my side. Answering questions about nutrition to everybody. What I don't know, Miss Elizabeth does. And what we both know is the WBF Championships tonight. Yeah. And I got a scoop for you, Ultimate Warrior. The phone's been ringing off the hook. The greatest bodybuilders in the world are calling the macho man for advice. And your phone ain't ringing. Yeah. Tonight's the night. I... <laughs> I question Savage using this period of time between WrestleMania and the SummerSlam wedding as sort of a, um, you know, get, given that he and Liz would get divorced the following year, does doesn't it feel like they're they're just doing couples therapy in public here? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that uh, he's definitely. He's at home going, uh, Liz, I think uh, you and I are having some problems, and uh, maybe what we should do is uh, see if Vince can help us out. You know, Vince <laughs> is pretty good. He's been married for a long time, and uh, him and his wife are a little and Maybe we should use them as an opportunity to see if, uh, you know, they can give us any advice on staying together. And uh, what do you think of that? <laughs> Vince McMahon, the greatest marriage counselor of all time. All right. So that that set. Savage did exactly what I expected him to do. He put it over as best as he possibly could. Now we go to the ultimate warrior who is not. What what was that? He throws a jab at the warrior, but he didn't mention Hulk Hogan at all. 
What's well, a savage promo without him talking about talking shit about Hulk Hogan? Why, why are you equating him to like Larry Z with Bruno? No, Savage. Savage's <laughs> latest issue was with the Warrior. He retired him. My favorite thing of all time is when so, Savage wins the title from Tito, and they ask him how he's doing, and the first thing he does is cut a promo on Hulk Hogan. So why, why don't it's for Hulk Hogan? I'm sorry. Let's, Let's go. Let's go to Jay Helwig Warrior, who is not in the usual interview area. He's just going to be sitting on in like a chair to discuss what's going. On. And I'm telling you, I think you're going to like this. Okay, let's see. The warriors that walk with me would accept no advice from one such as you, Macho Man. And for me, I need not speak to them, for they already know. They already have their own direction. And at the first World Bodybuilding Federation Championships tonight, I will see the winner. For prior to WrestleMania 7, I heard no ringing of any phone, for I ripped it out of the wall. And the one that stands with the grand prize would have done the very same thing. <laughs> All right, where do you want to start? Cocaine, hell of a drug. Uh, All right. Good Lord. All right, let's talk about his Ultimate Warrior licensed uh, overalls he was wearing. Uh, <laughs> that was fucking amazing. He's got, like, the overalls, but, like, the thing only over one shoulder, as was the style uh... at the time. That was the style at the time, but then he has a he had a warrior he has a warrior. It's not even a t shirt. It's like a warrior collared collared polo. So he got the. You imagine polo. wearing that to play golf? <laughs> yes. Um. There was a time where I would try to get the most absurd polos that I could wear, like when I'd go on vacation. And I would have absolutely 1,000% have worn an Ultimate Warrior-styled polo from 1991 if I had the chance. <laughs> I, th- I think all of us can agree with that. <laughs> so he's got the – all right. So he doesn't have any face paint. Right. But he's got his sunglasses, his blue blockers on. Um, his, his hair looks terrible. And I, I have yeah. been filled with nothing but praise for 91 Warrior's hair. He He's clearly at the uh, – the gym at the Titan Stanford Towers. office. Yeah, Titan Towers. So this is, I'm guessing this is right before his workout. Because you would think if, you, if you're going to go to the gym, you're not going to get your hair done. You're not going to be putting any product in your hair. So this is clearly, but this is clearly before he's working out. So, or maybe it's after because he does look jacked. So maybe he, maybe he just took a shower. He's putting on his, his <laughs> go-home clothes, which is nice to think that his go-home clothes involve his wrist tassels. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, this is going to be the show image. Um, what the for fuck this? Is this image? I don't understand what he's doing. What is he doing? So he was what? All right. So let's try to figure this out. Is this before or after he works out? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's after, I think it's before. And the you reason why, it, okay. yeah, because I think he'd be blown up. Like he'd be, he'd be huffing for air. Okay. Yeah. So, so that means that it's a. Tuesday morning, the warrior is going to Titan Towers to exercise, and Vince is like, hey, pal, I need you to cut this promo. Can you just talk about the WBF, please? 
And mm. while you're at it, Savage is going to say some nonsense about you and him. Can you just cut a little bit on Savage as well? And Warrior is like, no problem, Vince. But let me put my arm, ta- let me put my wrist tassels on and mirror my official Warrior garb that you're not going to sell in the in the magazine. Mm. Yeah, an Ultimate Warrior gal. Uh, yeah, the overall, the overalls. I think. I mean, it marks this as 1991. Absolutely. So the overalls are very important. Of any phone for I ripped it out of the wall. And the one that stands with the grand prize would have done the very same thing. I think it was very important to hear that snort at the end again. That's why I rewound it. (laughs) Oh, Sean Mooney. I was really hoping we were going to get an Eddie Robinson promo. Each one confident that he will be crowned the first ever World Bodybuilding Federation champion before the night is over. One punk participant is Aaron oh, Baker. He believes the countless oh, yeah. number of repetitions and the endless hours in the gym are about to award him his most prestigious title yet. You folks here in the metropolitan area do not miss this chance. Just follow the Garden State Parkway to catch it all live in Atlantic City. There are still good seats available at the box office. Advising people to get on the Garden State Parkway is never wise. And experience the excitement of the world Especially back in those days when there would be a fucking 30 cent pole every like 25 feet. God, that is ridiculous. Aaron no. Parker, by the way, still um still with us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, this must be a movie of some kind. Oh, this Yes. might be in some kind of trouble. Don't even think about anybody coming for you. Directed by Rob Reiner from a novel by Stephen King and featuring Kathy Bates. Trust me, it's for the best. In her Oscar-winning Best Actress performance, Misery, available on video cassette July 11th from Nelson Entertainment, rated R. Yep. Coming out soon on VHS. Hello, the Rock. Yes, for brute, brute, brute cologne for men. Brute by Fabergé. I've never worn cologne. I, you know what? I don't like it either. Um, every time somebody would give me cologne, I would just, I would put it on and I would smell like crap like five minutes afterwards. I think my natural musk is too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have used aftershave. I will but not, say, but not my, for many years. My dad used to wear Brute by Fabergé, and uh, that was, uh, I had a weird moment with, with that because oh this is a great commercial for uh what is it, like Castle? the king's medieval times no it's medieval times is it have, yeah did oh, you go to a medieval that. times for like a bachelor party yeah i did for my friend jim <laughs> yeah the one Lindhurst. in boston yeah. yeah but uh yeah so my hold on pause this real quick because this is a good this is a good uh this is a good therapy conversation yes. okay um, so my my dad used to wear brute all the time, and like whenever he would shave, and you'd, he'd put it on, and then you'd smell it throughout the house and everything. So there was one time years after my father had passed away, I was at Market Basket doing my grocery shopping, <laughs> and I was in the produce section, and I must have passed an older gentleman who would have been around the age of my dad, if my dad had still been alive, and I caught a whiff of his brute aftershave. <laughs> And I stood in the middle of the produce section, like holding oranges, and I started having like a, I had like an Agent Orange flashback, and I was like, oh, and I was, I went, Dad, and then I, and I started getting emotional. <laughs> 
start balling in a market basket <laughs> produce area, I think I, you, I, you have to reevaluate some things that have yeah, happened in your life. Because I smelled brood by Fabergé. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> and you've got a backstage pass. Fox invites you to go behind the scenes of the biggest concert tours and preview the hottest new videos of summer 1991 with your host, Cher. Oh. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Rolling Stones. They were still around. At 6'9". Ooh. 317 pounds. Sid Justice will be the next big star. But this tornado predicts that he will take the World Wrestling Federation by storm. Uh, <laughs> this guy, this Texas tornado predicts that he will be getting me lots of downers. <laughs> take it by storm. Sid Justice is one storm. You're going to wish you never ran across tornado. You know, Sid Justice reminds me a lot of us. He's got the and he loves the glory. Yeah. You know, I know that this has come up on the Place to Be podcast a lot, but oh my God, Hercules looks like he's near death there. <laughs> sure. Oh, the Black Knight. Oh, the Black Knight. Do we have any info on him? Eh, he's just a guy. <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Duggan match. Gee, uh, when have I ever podcasted about this before? Duggan's got an American flag because, you know, we had just vanquished Iraq, and luckily Iraq would never be a problem for this country ever again. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of uh, Middle Eastern wars, how ironic is it that the U.S. has finally pulled out of Afghanistan and the Taliban has basically taken over completely again? <laughs> yeah, it is a rather unfortunate thing. A little topical humor. Yes. Well, I mean, it, a lot of it is going down the same way the end of the Vietnam War did, where you know things start closing in. I, yeah. I wish we, I wish we had done right by the translators who were there. I think we could have done a better job as a country. Anyway, <laughs> enough about that <laughs> unpleasantness. Was that a conversation you had last night with your friends? <laughs> well, no. I, I just, I just think that we, we should have prioritized that a little bit more because. Yes. Like I remember early on in this conflict, uh, you know, having translators in place was a, an extremely important thing. Absolutely. So as for the Black Knight, I actually don't know who that is offhand. I probably knew this four years ago when I started podcasting, and it's one of right. those things that I forgot. Do you ever think like sending a guy like? In his prime, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, over to overseas to like areas of, you know, insurrections or insurgency would be like a good thing. Like, could you picture like Hacksaw leading a battalion? I could. Hmm. What is like the drummer boy or something? No, like he goes in there and he goes, "All right, guys, we're gonna make sure we take these guys down." You know, I mean, he's still looking for Sapphire. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta see if we can find Sapphire in these caves. <laughs> Well, you know. <laughs> no. No. I'm I'm sorry, I'm looking for the damn clip of uh oh there it is. Oh. Hey Hexel, have you seen Sapphire Baby? No, no I haven't, Dust, but we're all still looking for her. Oh, well there you go. 
Dust. <laughs> he calls him Dust. Oh, we haven't seen her yet, Dust. He was a little, little too familiar. But I don't even remember what Duggan was doing at this point. Like, who was he feuding with? Uh, uh, it had to be Colonel Mustafa, right? I guess, but like he wasn't on WrestleMania because he he did the announcing for the first match. Well, neither was Colonel Mustafa. He wasn't on SummerSlam. Mm, no, he's not in some. No, he's not even at SummerSlam. I don't think. Yeah. You know what would have been interesting if, with the Warrior, and that whole to do about him holding up Vince for money. If Vince had just fired him and replaced him with Duggan, how that would have gone? I think it would have went just as well. I mean, I don't remember Warrior doing anything really of note except for running in the back. Yeah, and getting fired the second he crossed the curtain. That's the way I always envisioned it happening. Yeah. All right, right, Duggan's going to toss the two-by-four. Is he going to catch it? Yes. Okay. Both disgusting in my book. One handed catch. Look at him. He's like Ricky Henderson. He never not caught that. Well, that's what he says, but there's, there's, there's no way. He, and that was almost like a knuckleball. He didn't get much rotation on it. Oh, another historic segment. Okay. Fun- the funeral parlor with Mr. Perfect and Bobby Heenan. It's cold around here. I like how they stop the funeral parlor music, yes. play Perfect's music, and then once he's out there, they'll reinstate the funeral parlor. Oh, music. absolutely! Have a concerned look on Mr. Perfect's face uh, coming out to the funeral parlor. Right now, I would like to introduce to everybody my former manager. Did you say former? The genius. <laughs> it would have been funny if Lanny had come. On. Not you, Lanny. <laughs> I just want everybody to see who used to manage me. <laughs> Hickory dickory dock. Taking me to great heights in the World Wrestling Federation. A man who has taken me to the Intercontinental Championship belt. And with my urging. As a broadcast journalist, will be just as successful, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, my goodness. But he's his, his former, former manager. What is going on here, folks? All right. You know, as I enter the field of broadcast journalism with the likes of Walter Cronkite, Edward R. Murrow, Sarah Burgess. Peter Arnett. Oh, I thought he was going to say my name. <laughs> I was going to say Sarah Burgess. <laughs> oh, kayfabe, kayfabe. You know, you know, you know. It's funny here. This would have been the look at the look on Paul Harris' face. <laughs> that should be another screen gap. Screen gap. Um, no, you know what would have been awesome is if he said right here, and Paul Bear 
Sarah, I want to know who's in that urn. <laughs> I don't really care. Then he would have been able to answer Gorilla. Yes. Oh, God. I know doubt will far, far surpass anything those typewriter pushers could have ever achieved. Why? Simple. Because they are not perfect. And now I give you the man that will be by my side. Coach. Jonathan Coachman. <laughs> it, would have been, it would have been so much better if you brought back out the genius. <laughs> we're we're going back to the genius. Just like we're, the Yankees would go back to Billy Martin. We're going back. We're going back to what brought me to the main event of many house shows in 1989. Yeah. Coach. coach who is coach? What is it? What's I can't believe this. Old fella. <laughs> I I remember seeing Coach for the first time and not being familiar with John Tolos. I thought it was the gym teacher from the Wonder Years. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I remember seeing Coach for the first time, and I think it was on this episode, and he comes out and he's just blowing the fucking whistle. And I, if I, if I wasn't like, what, 12 years old at this point, I would have turned off my television because, like, nope, I'm not listening do a dude blow a fucking whistle for the next 20 minutes and and then when well that's why you have it out for bill alfonso as well but i want you to watch during this because when he get when he goes further into his speech you're gonna see a moment where perfect and heenan like share a glance with each other and the look on their face is basically like what the fuck is this all right okay you think I just want to point out that Bill Parcells had resigned as coach of the New York Giants uh, not that long before this was taped. This is terrible. I don't even understand what he's saying. What is he saying? He's the coach of the U.S.? <laughs> but he's he's the coach of, of something. I, I think he's a coach bus, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's a different kind he's, of coach. He's a, he's a coach bus. He's the Feng Wah bus. <laughs> he he should perfect should have hired first class or at least business class instead of coach. There it is. But I can coach Mr. Perfect, the Intercontinental Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, the Intercontinental Champion, Mr. Perfect. How about that? Bobby the Brain Eden pursues a broadcast journalist. To follow up on my point about Bill Parcells leaving as Giants coach, it was kind of a dick move by him. He waited until like May to resign. Yeah. And it's a dick move because you're, you're not going to find a good candidate at that point. Because everybody else has got jobs lined up for the 91 season. I also want to point out that it's never wise to change horses midstream. So Perfect should have known. He should have waited until he lost the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam to hire a new manager. <laughs> yeah, except for the fact that he was basically fucking crippled. <laughs> 
<laughs> was he crippled at this point too? No, I think he got hurt about two weeks after this aired. It was about around the end of June yeah. where you start seeing substitutions for him on house shows. Yeah, you know what it was. Boy. You know what hurt. You know how he got hurt. He went to go do some fucking backflip or something, and the coach blew his whistle, and he got distracted. <laughs> so it was all coach's fault. It's all fucking John Tolis's fault. Mm-hmm. Well. If he didn't hurt his back, who knows if we would have gotten his country music career in 1999 WCW. Turn on the network. You turn on CBS. Turn on us. It's a guy in a pond with a duck in his head. Oh, you didn't like that little ad for the Good Day New York show? No, I did. Yeah. That was a genuine laugh. What the hell is this? What, you don't like boogie boards? I noticed you didn't get one in North Carolina. I was kind of hoping you would. (laughs) I would have done it if you had done it. Since I only went to the beach that one time. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, it was like it was climbing Mount Kilimanjaro to get to the fucking beach. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I I did not mind those stairs quite quite as much as you did. Ooh, a 7-Eleven ad. You don't see these very often. It's people keeping the store neat and clean. People who put a smile on your face. You need something quick and easy? I'm telling you straight out now, 7-Eleven is convenient. So that's the difference. Why would you go anyplace else? Now, when you buy a 32-ounce Big Gulp, you get a CW Wrestling Cup. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. This was Uh not an approved commercial. Yeah. WCW Cup. Who do we got on there? Anybody have one of those? Please please reply to the uh, show tweet on this or or on Facebook if you have one of those WCW cups. Can you go back and see if we can identify? I saw Sting. Who else is on there? Yes, convenient. So that's the difference. Why would you go anyplace else? Now, when you buy a 32-ounce... All right. That is Sting on the left. Yep. Is that Luger on the the middle? Lex Luger on the right. I yeah. think that's the two Steiner brothers. I think that's yeah. Scott and oh no, that's Elegante. <laughs> My kingdom for an Elegante Seven Eleven cup. <laughs> oh boy! Big Gulp, you get a free plastic WCW wrestling cup. Chair, host the Coca Cola Pop Music Backstage Pass to Summer Sunday. Right, well, we won't be watching. Because now, now, now we're at the match of why why we're here. The, the tag team champions, the Nasty Boys, and Earthquake taking on Hurricane Fred and the Bushwhackers. Hurricane Fred. In one of Vince McMahon's greatest calls ever, the tugboat heel turn. Apparently, Brian Knobs has some sort of... Uh, stomach issue and is having surgery so there's a GoFundMe out there for that I, apparently you just have no comments on that whatsoever earthquake hold on I, I hit mute by mistake I'm sorry I was talking the whole time uh, <laughs> oh boy yeah, yeah. It's a shame Brian Noms is, uh, you know, I, I should donate to his GoFundMe. Yeah. Maybe. I think I'm going to donate. I think I'm going to donate my, uh, I'm going to donate my car insurance payment to uh, 
Oh no, I'm sorry. My car insurance bill to his GoFundMe. Oh god. <laughs> Are the Bushwhackers and Tugboat going to come out together? No, apparently not. They they get separate entrances. That's why these guys couldn't bond. So is this officially the last time we get to hear the on, te- on television? Yes. Well, unless you're counting the primetime wrestling that aired two days after this, in which well, case I was that would be the say, last one. I was going to say this is the last time we hear that music until his his miraculous return at the uh, WrestleMania Battle Royal. Hmm. And everybody's ready for this guy coming down the aisle. Who's more ready than anybody's here? Well, it's going to be very interesting. Yes, Tugboat. You will recall it was a Tugster. Listen to you. See, Savage took a cheap shot there. Yes. He will never forgive him. Tugboat with an ample front ass. (laughs) This is the greatest friggin' six-man tag match ever. Ever? Ever. Through you, Wyatt versus Shield. (laughs) From Elimination Chamber 2014. Ever. Ever. I mean, it's one of the best announced ones. Because of Savage later being like, I think Tugboat forgot which team he's on. And Vince is like, I don't think he forgot. Maybe the Hulkster <laughs> has something to do with it. <laughs> Crush got together with Hulk Hogan before the summit. And that's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you think that, do you think that Savage and Piper had a lot of uh, like off-camera talks about how much they hated Hulk Hogan? <laughs> I think that that was the primary thing that they bonded over. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, how, how, how did we become? How did we become friends? Uh, mutual love of Elegante. <laughs> it, it's weird so. what brings people together. So you, you saw earlier how. Luke went to tag Tugboat and he turned his back to him yes. to go hmm, to the crowd. Yes. I mean, it, it's not as good as the Bobby he- Bobby uh, Eaton heel turn we watched last week, but yeah. We're gonna we're gonna only watch heel turns from now on. Well, <laughs> the the funny thing about like a heel turn is. Yeah, where the person like so for instance the, this one works out per- perfectly because Tugboat doesn't even get in the match. So yeah. there is no there is no point where you're going, well why is he wrestling those guys? Yeah. But like with the Bobby Eaton one last week, he got in there and was granted he wasn't doing anything too elaborate of a move, but yeah. like he still was doing stuff, you know? Yeah. Tugboat. So where it's, Tug- it's like yeah. He he just got tagged in. Against his will. Oh, well now now we got a tag earthquake. We got to have the big showdown finally. Take a look at the size of Tugboat and the size of the earthquake. All right, turn and burn, guys. Let's go. This is it. This is the big one. This is the class of the big people. Boy, I'll say these guys are huge. Come on, guys. Let's go. 
Sometimes I like to picture this match and say uh, Tugboat's heel turn wasn't actually supposed to happen. It was all a shoot. <laughs> he booked his own angle on the spot. Yeah, but then... <laughs> and that Vince's Jimmy Hart got to the tugboat is, a, is an actual, like, actual reaction? Yeah, Vince is seething that a guy booked his own angle on his show. And yeah, Luke, Luke is getting his ass kicked here. I know this is not a very long match. It's about six minutes or something like that. It's coming up right now. Yeah. Yeah, probably not even that long. Yeah. This is th- this is the beginning of the highlights that they show at the SummerSlam 91. This is the beginning of the highlights. <laughs> the SummerSlam 91? Yeah, where they, where they show the real tape. This is the beginning. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> because now watch. He's going to go to pin him, and Luke comes in and kicks him in the head. No, that's and then Butch. he goes, Butch comes. And he in the head. Now here comes now here comes the tugboat. Oh, yeah, we get we get a pier, pier six, yeah. And here comes the tugboat where he attacks it right. Of course, Piper shaved uh, wait, his hair wait, years ago. Pause it. Pause it. We got to yeah. listen to Jimmy Hart got to the tongue. <laughs> well, no, it's 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 going to be in a second. I know, it's the best yeah. line ever. <laughs> right, just on I think it's more of a look of we don't give a shit. <laughs> the the irony is that the first time that we had the natural disasters on pay per view was the same time that the Nasty Boys lost the tag titles. So they didn't even do anything. They didn't protect the Nasty Boys at all. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, they they their, did their, a pre- t- their title ended up. almost yeah almost immediately. Hmm. 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 Disgust. I don't blame them. Piper is bad because he used to look up the truck orders and role model, and Savage thinks the Hulk Hogan had something to do with this. It would be awesome if Vince went, yeah, you never know. Well, Savage's mistrusted Hogan was definitely well-placed. I mean, just think, five, five years later, Hogan would come down and drop the leg on Savage in the middle of uh, Bash the Beach. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, another yes, oxy-cuting commercial. Like, that stuff, when I would put it on my face, it was just so... It was so rough, and, like, I don't know. I always yeah. hated it. It definitely, it dried out your skin, and yep. it burned like shit when you... It burned like hell. Oh, my God, yes. 
the, the, the absolute most. I liked uh, Noxzema. Like, I would like taking a shower and washing my face with Noxzema. Yeah, Noxzema's not bad, yeah. Listerine in a kind of... Apparently, the Listerine bottle is now a boxer. Hmm. Winner, Listerine antiseptic. It says what it does. It does what it says. It's in the middleweight division, apparently. Middleweight. Ooh, Nintendo Power Magazine. Do you have a subscription to that? Absolutely. Yeah, I. In fact, I don't know. I don't. Uh, the, I, this is gonna sound like a jest, but it's not. I don't know if you remember, but when Mike Tyson's Punch Out came out, they would put a picture. If you took a picture of you beating Mike Tyson, they would put a picture of it in the back of the Nintendo Power. And my brother, we took a picture of my brother beating Mike Tyson and mailing it in. They never put it in the back of the magazine. <laughs> so you, you you got jobbed. I got jobbed. Or more accurately, Brian got jobbed. Yes. Expires July 15th. He's like four free players, guys, plus 12 big issues of Nintendo Power for $15. Call the number below. I'm sure I still have some copies of Nintendo Power lying around. Well, at the beginning of this, at the beginning of that commercial, it showed how it had, like, maps. Yeah. And it had the Zelda map. Oh, there he is, not far behind, Colonel Mustafa. See, who was the one who booked this show that have uh, the Colonel Mustafa on right after the Bushwhackers? I mean, they basically do the same thing on the way to the rank. Was that just, was that just Cheeky Baby's, like, version of doing a goose step? Um, I, I, I don't know what exactly he was getting at. Maybe it was like his arm exercises. I don't know. It must have been like the Persian clubs or something yeah. like that. Because I mean, like I don't, I don't remember the Iraqi army doing that. <laughs> no. Well, he was not that familiar with the. Uh, I mean, he was Iranian for God's sakes, and we're supposed to pretend that he is now an Iraqi sympathizer, despite the fact that Iran and Iraq had an eight-year-long war in the eighties. Exactly. By the way, he's taking on Matthew Bird. No relation to Larry Bird. <laughs> Which I think should be obvious, considering he looks like an Italian guy. Well, they, well, they spell their names differently. <laughs> By the way, speaking of birds, today is David Crosby's 80th birthday. Oh, happy birthday, David Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it kind of dominated my Twitter uh, this morning because uh, David Crosby Twitter is one of my favorites. So. Sorry, Jimmy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're three days past Hulk Hogan's birthday. Yeah, 68, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Colonel Mustafa letting all Japan know that, well, <laughs> he's, he's not going to be asked to come over. Let's not kid ourselves here. He's not being he's not being asked to come over. Yeah. Nobody wants freaking nobody wants Mustafa. I think uh I think Shiki liked this new gear. I think it agreed with him. Ooh, he's really pulling back on that. There he is. Well he gets to hide his pregnant belly that he had going on, right? <laughs> yeah. 
from that weird WCW run. Although he, he actually looks better right now than he did at that WCW run. Well, he probably worked his ass off because they're like, hey, we're putting you in the main event of SummerSlam, but you, you're going to have to get into at least a little bit better shape. And he probably saw whatever the payoff was. I mean, we could look it up how much he got paid for SummerSlam 91. I bet it was five figures. All right, let's take a look. SummerSlam 91 payoffs. I'm looking at it. Okay. I'm looking at it, motherfucker. All right. Uh, wow, he got... 25 grand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good, good for him. I mean, at that stage of his career, main event to get pay-per-view. I mean, I've always expressed with Adnan, it's just it, it's unbelievable that he went from 1990 AWA to that. So we're back to Mooney in the event center. Oh, it's for a Nassau Coliseum show. How about that? Okay. Greg the Hammer Valentine versus the Barbarian. I'm on board with that match. Okay. My question, though, is did that match actually happen? Because, you know, sometimes sometimes these things, you know, they they advertise them and then All right. they, so, they never come to be. So June 15th at the Nassau Coliseum, which drew 7,800. Yes, that match did happen. And I will read the results when we get to the end of the event center. Okay. In another return encounter from the Garden, the Texas Tornado faces the Warlord, and Mr. Perfect will defend the Intercontinental Championship against the British Bulldog. And in singles competition, now that Hawk has been sidelined with an injury, <laughs> Animal meets either Brian Knobs or Jerry Sags of the Nasty Boys. Mm. A flip of a coin will decide. Mm. Animal, with just one little flip of a coin, baby, your career will be over with. <laughs> it's so sad. With a flip of a coin, your wrestling career could be gone. It's too bad you didn't get smart like your partner and take off. That championship run for these belts is wearing you two down like an old set of tires. Oh, Nassau! Get ready, baby! Animal, you idiot! You jerk! Heads, you lose! Or tails, you lose! <laughs> <laughs> I know you love the nasty boys. <laughs> Head you lose, tails you lose. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Dangerous situation brewing for Animal. The million dollar man, he faces Rowdy Roddy Piper, who will bring along Virgilina. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> Mama said knock you out. I don't think this is going to be the the one, but the fact that we're getting Virgil and drag, I, I endorse this. Yes. Saw so, so DiBiase, you, thank you. Saw so, DiBiase, you figured I was lying, didn't you, huh? You oh figured that this wasn't Virgilina, huh? Look at the Hold nipples. Let me refresh your memory. Check it out. Yeah. Virgil! I hate Virgil! Oh, is it all coming? Just stand that way there, big girl. Is it all coming back to you now, Teddy Bear? Huh? How about Harry Sherry, huh? Oh, Sherry! If you think you're going to do something the hot wrong, I'm hot too. Real hot. And if you get near that ring or even around that ring, I'm going to go. Bam. 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 Right in your stomach. Bam. 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 Yeah. Because I am very, oh, I am so excited. You kiss me and I'll. Well, Virgilina and Sensational Sherry at the Nassau Coliseum tonight. Okay. Well, you know, I'm in. You know, why, <laughs> you know why Piper kept turning Virgilina, right? 
Well, his hog. His, I don't know. his massive dawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh uh, uh, boy. So let, let me let me read you the results of this show. Yeah, please. Berserker pin Coco Beware. Oh, still around. Bret Hart over the Brooklyn Brawler with a sharpshooter. Greg Valentine pinned the Barbarian. It's kind of an upset for ninety one. Absolutely. The Warlord pinned Kerry Von Eric. Gotta heat oh. him up for that Hogan. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Intercontinental Champion Mr. Perfect pinned the British Bulldog. Okay. All right. Who do you think won the toss, Knobs or Sags? Uh, it's got to be Knobs, right? Correct. Yeah, Road Warrior Animal be. pinned WWF Tag Team Champion Brian Knobs. And in the main event, Roddy Piper with Virgilina. Defeated Ted DiBiase with Sensational Sherry via Countout. Countout. Gotta keep him strong. (laughs) Yeah. So. Live action. Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) Do you enjoy the Virgilina? Yes. Yeah. Where you kind of lost lost track of what toys you were supposed to be doing. Love it. Oh, Game Boy. Boy, those portable, the portable console wars of '91. Wait, we've forgotten about that. And the casualties that came of it. I mean, <laughs> we have not lost. treated our console war veterans. Uh, Nintendo well. lost a lot of good men out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another Colt 45 commercial. What do you do to master me? Well, Freddie, I usually like to spend a quiet evening at home with a few friends and Colt 45. Yeah. And, and then I have the Empire come over and take away my friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have. I still have a score to settle with Calrissian. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Right now, Billy, you sure you don't need me to come with you? We should watch Empire. I should just add that to the list. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's go ahead. Consumer Information Catalog. You have to write to Pueblo, Colorado, because that's where like the U.S. Information Office is. Do you choose the only one with all natural colors, flavors, and sweeteners? Beta carotene, Hulk Hogan vitamins, steroids, children's chewables. It's the Simpsons. Bart versus the Space Mutants for Nintendo. Homer, Marge, Lisa, and Maggie all join in on the mayhem. As Lisa. <laughs> from an alien invasion from a claim. Turn snack time into fun time with Mr. Freeze Freezer Bars. It's as fun to squeeze as it is to eat. <laughs> That's what Lord Al used to say to his floozies <laughs> back in the day. That was his exact pickup line. It's as fun to squeeze as it is to eat. I prefer putting a Mr. Freeze bar up your vagina than eating it out of that. <laughs> Jolly Rancher's new assorted pack. Five mouth-watering fruit flavors in one convenient pack. Jolly Rancher, the great taste of fruit, squared. <laughs> I love it when a Jolly I love it when a Jolly Rancher... <laughs> Seriously, like, you could take what he says normally and just put it just, just think of him being a fucking deviant, and everything everything sounds sexual. He's a world class pervert. Uh, there's there's no question about it. 
week on the Superstars of Wrestling. Thank you to join us. will be the British Bulldog, Davey Lloyd Smith. Manhandling a dog. Of the tag team known as the Beverly. Ooh, the De- Beverly Brothers debut. Mm. With Coach as their manager, for some reason. More on Sid Justice. Will he finally squeeze out that uh, that log? Busy schedule this weekend. Oh, yeah. Later this afternoon, Roddy Piper and Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, first lady of wrestling and myself at the Personal Fitness Expo. Anything about nutrition. Come in the macho man. And then later this evening, yeah, WBF Championship. I'll be there in the audience with Miss Elizabeth and that other guy from the WWE. That other guy from the WWF oh, and if he stays in his seat, he won't be intimidated. Yeah, well, do us a favor. If you get up there in the WBF contest and start posing, keep your shirt on. What do you mean by that? Hello, everybody. Ooh, that was a cheap shot. I mean, Savage had started wearing a shirt in ring because yeah. he was a little, little self-conscious. Getting a little pudgy on the end there. Did you did you go to the health and fitness expo, by the way? <laughs> no, I, I uh, asked well, you I, because if your mom took you, then maybe that's what led directly to the divorce of Savage and Liz. Like, I mean, he's so cute. <laughs> I didn't go, but oddly enough, I don't remember where my mother was oh. on June on June. What day was this? June twenty fifth. June June fifteenth, nineteen ninety one. I don't know where my mother was on June fifteenth, nineteen ninety one. It's very well possible that my mother went to go see her boyfriend Randy Macho Man Savage. It's possible. It's a shame that you're not Mary Lou Henner and can't remember, you know, specific <laughs> shit that happened 30 years ago. It's not, was it Mary Lou Henner? Yeah, Mary Lou Henner from the from show Taxi. Taxi. Yeah, can, yeah. can, like, remember what she had for breakfast on, like, May 22nd, 1977. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, let's put it this way. You fucking remember what you had for breakfast on me on May on June 15th, 1991. You're about as you're about as almost as good as Mary Lou Henner. Mm, I, I, I wouldn't say that. I'm starting to forget stuff as I get older. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, a, sh- it's, a, it's a shame. Just don't ever forget my number. That's all. Don't forget my number. This <laughs> <laughs> was the style at the time. Yes. It was like wearing an onion on your belt. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the style at the time. Mary Lou Henner. What other podcast talks about, what other wrestling podcast brings up the the great Mary Lou Henner? (laughs) Well, I don't know. Laps Fan has done uh, thousands and thousands of hours of audio, and I'm sure that Mary Lou Henner must have come up in one of them. Maybe in like, uh, maybe when they covered like, I don't know, In Your House Mind Games or something. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Let's hope so. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) We got down, we got up, we got funky, and we got bad. We sure did. (laughs) We got bad. Somebody asked about Cal Rudman on the WWWF 1970-83 group that I peruse quite frequently on Facebook. And Cal is still alive. He, He did an interview on the Titans of Wrestling about four or five years ago, and I know he's still alive and i believe dick graham is as well whoa <laughs> that was his signature call <laughs> dick graham <laughs> yeah uh well listen i want to give a shout out to all of our friends in the 
southern part of the country. Please take take care when um, Typhoon Fred, Hurricane Fred hits you. Uh, you know, we don't want you to get in any danger. Yes. So batten down the hatches. Don't put any bushwhackers out on the front lawn, and you should be all set. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you should put bushwhackers because that'll make uh, Fred turn its back to him. And it'll go in the opposite direction. Or just put up a wall and try to put like a two by four towards the bottom of the wall. And that'll, just... <laughs> and that'll stop whatever nonsense is going to happen. You think my idea of Luke Williams and Butch Miller scarecrows isn't going to work to prevent hurricane damage or typhoon damage? As it were? No. I, I sure hope so. Yeah. 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 Fred. Fred. <laughs> Uncle Fred. Well, he, he, he certainly was a, a living legend. But uh, one thing that I have now considered is uh, next weekend I will be in Las Vegas. Yes. So, so I, I I think we may have to tape a show ahead of time. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh good. Oh, joy. So that means I'm going to get a phone call from you tomorrow. Hey, what are you doing, man? <laughs> You're no, ready? no, no. Well, see, I would do a show from out there. The problem is, I'm not bringing my my laptop as of now. No, you shouldn't. No, we can w- listen. I don't do pretty much anything all week, so you can call me and just we'll schedule something, and we'll we'll just we'll uh, we'll try to we'll try to create magic in the evening. <laughs> yeah, I know well, normally I know normally we record in the morning, but we'll try to do something after work. <laughs> Now, now I know that some people might be wondering, like, what the hell has happened to the regular Greg's Malintown? For which, yes, I've, I've taken a little bit of a hiatus from it, and part of it is because I have a bit of a mental block on how I put together that podcast. Oh, <laughs> like, I literally cannot remember how I used to do it. <laughs> so, w- what I may have to do is my original plan was to do a superstars from August of '87. And that might be a bit much. Yeah. So I might go back to 1991 again, you know, because <laughs> we are the 1991 podcast. And these are the easiest things ever. When they go to the event center, you play the promo, you make a wise Alec remark, and then you yeah. move on. Wise that's, Alec. That's, that's wise Alec. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 it's fun. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. I, I have had great fun here. This morning and this afternoon, because it has stretched on for a little while. But uh, as, as have I. Yeah. Wow. And and for those of you who have enjoyed this brand of whatever the hell it is that we do, please leave a five star review for GFA Live Greetings Ballantown on Apple Podcasts because it provides what is known as social proof that you're listening to and enjoying this show. If you want to send an email, it's greetingsfromallentown at gmail dot com. Keithy is on Twitter at Flounder824, and I am on Twitter at CF Allentown Pod. And tune in next time for another exciting episode of GFA Live.